Hey everybody, thank you for choosing the Richlands Tabernacle Podcast. Right here every Thursday you will hear two new sermons from the church that were delivered either by Pastor Horton or one of the other ministers from the church. We hope you enjoy. God bless. Hallelujah. Oh God, I thank you, Lord. Oh, I praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I do thank you all so much for your kindness, your hospitality, your welcome that you've blessed me with down through the years. I came out here in 1985, not too long right after uh, my wife and I got married with Brother Barnett and Brother Neil Bridges when they was preaching this camp meeting. And I've got a lot of memories from 1985 to right now. And I can reminisce quite a bit. But I'll tell you, we're not just here to talk about memories. We're here to make memories. And I'll tell you, every service has a possibility, amen, of having something that's life-changing. And no doubt already in this service, you felt the Spirit of God in such a way that it could change your life. Amen. If you're a sinner, I'll tell you, God wants to change your eternal life. Amen. And and uh, if you're a Christian, God wants to take you up into that abundant life. And I appreciate the presence of God and all that he has done here tonight and how he's helped us in a special way. And I do feel his presence here tonight, don't you? Could you just thank him one more time for his presence that's here in this place? Lord, I thank you and worship you and praise you for your presence that's here. I give you glory for all that you have done. Hallelujah. I give you glory, Lord, and thank you for your mercy. Glory to God. I want to read from Psalm 149. If you'd like to read there with me, Psalm 149 and verses 4 through 6. And I pray the Spirit of the Lord would help me to help you in some way. Psalm 149. I thank you all for my wife's, uh, for praying for my wife. She is here in this area. She's not able to come to church because she's down in her back. But she is a little better tonight. And just pray that the Lord will completely heal her, if you would, please. Amen. If you'd like to stand for the reading of God's Word, then would you please stand? I will say this to Brother Quentin, though. My wife was from Ohio. She moved to Kentucky first and enjoyed Kentucky, and then she moved to Arkansas. And you might ought to come visit Arkansas, Brother Quentin, wherever you are. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Psalm 149, verse 4 and through 6, it said, For the Lord taketh pleasure, I love that, the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful. In glory, let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. I'd like to preach tonight, if the Lord would help me for just a little while, on worshipers at war. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Brother Harvey Moore has been sending updates sometimes about the war that's gone on that the brother already mentioned between Russia and 
the invasion of Ukraine, and it's a horrific and tragic event, a purely aggressive and violent criminal act of savagery upon the part of Vladimir Putin as far as I'm concerned. Ukrainians have shown great resolve and bravery throughout all this disaster. And I, I pray continually that God has send peace to that area and help the people that are trying to, I don't, I don't want any more Russians or Ukrainians killed, amen. But uh, one video that Brother Harvey Moore sent to me and probably sent to you back maybe during the beginning was a video of some sisters, some ladies that were singing a worship song in their house. The room was dark and I suppose that it was either because the electricity was out or maybe because they was under an air raid situation where they had to turn the lights out. But they were all singing a worship song. I did not understand their language, but I did feel the Spirit of God is that they were worshiping the Lord. Amen. They singing without any instruments. Amen. And I admired their bravery in doing that. Amen. In some ways, I feel challenged by these people. <clears throat> we have no tanks running down the streets of rich lands. Amen. We have no bombs blowing up buildings around us. And harming people. Americans live in peace and prosperity. But do we sing in such a worshipful way while we're at war? If we do not have a song, it is not because we're not at war. Tanks may not be rolling down our streets, but drugs and suicide are destroying our young people. Fighter jets may not be flying overhead, but we are engaging with the prince and the power of the air every day. Not only are lives being lost, but precious souls are going to hell. I think it's time that we recognize that we're at a spiritual war. And the psalmist recognized that he was at war. That's why he said that he said, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Now, you know that we have the sword of the Spirit available to us. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he defeated the devil with quotes from Deuteronomy. And I love that book, but some people think it's boring, but you can whip the devil with Deuteronomy if you, if you memorize enough scriptures out of it. Amen. Paul's spiritual army had that sword of the spirit that was an offensive weapon. Amen. And that's the word of God. And the psalmist, even though he recognized he was at war, did not seem a bit discouraged. The war was the Lord's cause. And the warriors would have the high praises of God in their mouth. Now, they did not talk about the uselessness of the war, nor did they speak of defeat. It wasn't a down talk at this time, but they did lift up the God that they served. December the 7th, 1941 was an attack on Pearl Harbor. It was a day of infamy, but it was also a day that brought about a great saying, praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. You ever heard that? Amen. The legend said that there was a chaplain that saw that some of the some of the sailors were a little bit afraid and he grabbed one of the guns and said, praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. 
and uh, that boosted morale and the, soul, the, the sailors fought on and, and protected their ship. That's the legend, but the real story goes something like this. Howell Forgey was aboard the USS New Orleans at the time of the attack, and there was great fear among the sailors. And as that Forgey went along behind them, he patted them on the back and said, Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. And that became a theme of that particular time. It comforted them, rallied them, and they protected their ship. The psalmist had a similar statement, but he wasn't talking about ammunition. He said that the high praises of God should be in our mouth and a two-edged sword in our hand. Amen. As I read this, I want to preach worshipers at war tonight. Uh, there's a balanced approach to this war. We need a sword and we need praise. Amen. There's a missing part of the spiritual warfare. Amen. There's a reason for worshiping in war. And there is the victory promised uh, to those that worship in war. And I tell you, we need a balanced warfare. We need both the sword and the praise to win this spiritual battle. I've heard some people overemphasize doctrine and tell that they were dry. Bible teaching and preaching with no worship eventually evolves into some type of formalism, intellectualism, or legalism. Amen. The letter killeth, the Bible says, but the Spirit giveth life. I've heard people overemphasize worship until it was wildfire. And for the most part, preaching against wildfire is practically useless because it's non-existent. <laughs> but worship without truth will end up in emotion, but not spiritual power. Jesus recognized the perfect balance in worship while speaking to a woman at the well. Amen. In John chapter 4, verses 23 through 24, Jesus said, But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. Jesus wanted the worshipers to understand that they needed the sword of truth, but they also needed the Spirit also to inspire them and to carry them much higher. David's a perfect example of both errors. When he wanted to bring the Ark of the Covenant, amen, to Jerusalem, he was zealous and emotional and impatient. So what did he do? He borrowed from the Philistine's idea and put the ark on a cart and he got out there and shouted and danced but then the ark stumbled or, or, or the oxen stumbled and the ark was uneasy and Uzzah put his hand out there and God slew Uzzah. Amen. And so therefore David withdrew himself. He said, no, I'm not going to be able to bring the ark of the covenant up. He was offended at what happened. But then all of a sudden when he heard of the blessings of the Lord upon the family where the ark was being kept, he decided to try it again. And he searched the scriptures and recognized that there was a need of the priest to carry the ark and not a cart. 
not something that he fashioned after the Philistines. So they began to walk with that priestly parade. And they walked. He got a little bit to the other extreme. They took six steps and then sacrificed. And took six steps and sacrificed. I don't know about you. That sounds like a slow moving parade to me. Amen. I don't know how much time it took to sacrifice. Uh, You take six steps and stop and six steps and stop. I don't know how far it was from that house uh, to the place they's taking the ark in Jerusalem. Uh, That sounds like a slow motion, uh, amen, train uh, as far as I'm concerned. And then all of a sudden David said, this is getting way too formal. And he took off his royal robes. Uh, amen. Was dressed as a commoner and got out there and began to dance unto the Lord uh, with all of his might. Uh, friend, I'll just tell you either extreme can be something that is in all reality a danger to us all. Amen. Friend, the formalities can be way too much for us. But also, uh, there can be something to where that we're not studying the Word of God enough. It seems that the Lord always wanted to keep us in the balance in the spiritual war. Jesus was face to face with the devil. And eventually the enemy came to his great main point. Uh, Satan wants worship. Uh, Amen. And of all the foolish things that you'd think that the devil would try on the devil, uh, uh, try on Jesus Christ, uh, eventually he came to this great desire. And he wanted Jesus to bow down and worship him. But Jesus quoted the scripture and defeated the temptations the serpent gave to him. Amen. The last temptation in Matthew was about worship. And the devil was sent packing with this. Amen. Thus saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Amen, friend, I'm just going to tell you, we need to get the word and worship in our war. And make no mistake about it, uh, the devil will try to distract the church. Uh, He will try to get the church's mind on all kinds of different things uh, until this spiritual battle is in some ways lost. Uh, Friend, we do not know all the things that's going on in the unseen world. Uh, Amen. But if we'll take the truth of God's word uh, and proclaim the truth of God's word, uh, amen, and do it with the spirit uh, that is inside of us, us, uh, then I'll tell you we can win this spiritual battle. Uh, Amen, friend. There's been times I've come to church uh, and a song came across just right. Uh, Amen. And I didn't even hardly have to work up anything in my spirit. Uh, I was just ready to worship the Lord. Uh, Amen. Seemed like I started out in the spirit uh, and went to the truth. Uh, And if you really start out in the spirit, you're going to go to the truth. Uh, Amen. But then there's been times uh, I can't say that I felt just that great uh, emotional fervor, uh, but I just started telling the truth about God, uh, about how God's holy uh, and God's merciful uh, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin. uh, And I begin to thank God for all the good things that he's done. I pulled out stuff from the Bible. I pulled out things from my past. Amen. I looked around my church and saw answers to prayer and I just 
started praising God and telling the truth about God. And as I told the truth about God, all of a sudden the Spirit came along and bubbled up inside of me at the same time. And I tell you, if you get to walking down the truth, you're going to get to the Spirit. If you get to walking down in the Spirit, you're going to get to the truth. And so I say, tell the truth about God and worship Him here tonight. We're in a battle. We got to win this war. Amen. There's young people that needs to see a more exciting church service than anything that's out there in this world. And don't get me wrong. I think the most boring church service is better than the most exciting rock concert. But at the same time, there's true joy when the church of the living God, amen, shows the joy of the Holy Ghost, amen, when that they're worshiping him, worshiping God. Hallelujah. Amen, friend. There's reasons to worship in the war. Amen. We have many things we can praise God about. The psalmist talks of two powerful things. First of all, did you notice there? The Lord taketh pleasure in his people. That's the way it started out. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. I like that. Amen. John Phillips commented on this and said something along this line. He said, we look at the stars and the moon and all of the heavens. But he said, there's just a few words devoted to the stars in the book of Genesis. He made the stars also. I don't know how vast that that is, 30 billion light years wide. That's quite a vast distance and an abundance of stars. Amen. But do you realize uh, in Genesis, uh, he gave that little bit about stars, uh, but he gave 25% of the book, uh, amen, to Abraham, and 25% of the book uh, to Jacob, uh, and 25% of the book, uh, amen, to Joseph. Uh, Amen. Those people was more valuable to him uh, than the stars. As beautiful as they are. Amen. Man is more pleasurable to God than all the other creation that he has made. And I believe that God takes pleasure in us. Amen. Again, I'll read it to you. You may not believe it. It says, for the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. Friend, I believe God takes pleasure in sinners getting right. Amen, I believe God does. Amen, in Luke 15, the story, the three stories of the lost, uh, uh, the, the lost things, uh, we have three stories. They all end with the lost things being found. The lost sheep, uh, the lost coin, and the lost boy, they're all found. But you also know that all three of them end in this. There is a celebration. There's a celebration, and Jesus said there is joy in the presence of the angels. Now listen, amen, if Jesus is the shepherd, amen, and he is, isn't he? And he says rejoice with me. I have to say Jesus gets happy, amen, when a sinner gets saved. If the Father's a type, amen, of of God the Father, and he is throwing a party because his son came home and he said it is meet that we rejoice, I think the Father takes pleasure in a sinner getting saved. Friend, I'll tell you, when you got saved, amen, it gave God pleasure. He paid a great price for you to 
to get right. And sinner friend here tonight, if you're lost, I just want you to know, amen, and give God great pleasure if you give your heart right, give your heart to him tonight. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. The thought that God would have pleasure in me is almost too great. Amen. I have always had a great fear of God. Amen. From my youth, I could imagine an angry God. I could imagine a God of judgment. But I could not imagine a God that would be pleased with me. But I'm going to read this scripture again to you. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. Woo! Glory to God. God does take pleasure in his people. Amen. He paid a great, great price for you to be his people. He sent his son into this world so that you could be his people. Jesus sacrificed his life so you could be his people. Now I'll tell you, God does not have pleasure in them that draw back. In Hebrews 10, 38 and 39 it says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So if you've drawn back from your faith, amen, the pleasure that God once had in you, he does not have it anymore. Amen, it, it causes him grief, I believe. But we are not of them that draw back under perdition, but unto them that believe. Amen, unto the saving of the soul. Amen, and if God doesn't have pleasure in them that draw back, let me tell you, he does have pleasure in the ones that keep on going and keep on believing in the Lord. I'll tell you what, that's something to praise God for. Amen. The thought that God would take pleasure in us. Amen. Hallelujah. The thought that God would have pleasure in us that have been such sinners. In us that have went so far. Amen. In rebellion against him. Amen. Here he is saying I I purchased them with the blood of my son. And I take pleasure, amen, in these blood-washed, amen, people that are faithful. Glory to God. Amen. Another thing they praise God for is he beautifies the meek with salvation. And some have equated meekness with weakness, but that's not true. The real idea here is that this is strength under control. Amen. In ancient times they used this same word about when that they broke a horse and brought the strength of that horse under control to where that they could ride him. They meeked the horse. Amen. Mighty men and women who are submissive to God's will are blessed of the Lord. If a sinner humbles themselves before God, God will save them. Amen. In Christ the Bible says... That he said of himself, I am meek and lowly of heart. That's his only description of himself. And he stood before Pilate and could have called legions of angels to destroy the world. But was submissive to God's will.
Yes, they slew him. Yes, they buried him. But on the third day, we see his strength that was under control on that day. Yes, he was meek and lowly, but he came out of the grave victorious. Amen. Over death, hell, and the grave, sin, and Satan. And I'll tell you, that is a beautiful thing. And it's a beautiful thing when we submit ourselves to the authority of God and bring all our whatever strength we have and submit it to him amen when he's in control there's a beautiful thing amen you take a man that's out of control you take a man that's full of rage amen or controlled by drink or drugs and all of a sudden amen the grace of God comes down upon him he submits himself to amen the authority of the great savior that died on the cross and rose from the dead and all of a sudden he's not a drunk anymore. He's not a drug addict anymore. He's not a raging maniac anymore. What is he? Amen. He's a saved saint of God. A changed person. That's something to give God the praise for. I don't know what you was when you was lost, but if he beautified you with salvation, it's time, amen, to give God a praise. Hallelujah. Woo. Amen. Let's look at the effects of this worshiper at war. Amen. What did he say? The saints are joyful in glory. Amen. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Amen, the saints are joyful in glory. Notice he did not say they were in glory. Amen. He says that they were in glory didn't mean that they were in heaven. They were still on earth. They were still in a war. Amen. And I don't think that they needed any prodding to be joyful. And sometimes we are going to heaven, have to be provoked to worship. But here they were. Amen. Joyful in glory. God's people have a spiritual position. Amen. John 17 and 22. It says, And the glory which thou gavest me, Jesus prayed, I have given them that they may be one even as we are one. Now listen. I know we talk about heaven being glorious and it will be much more than what we experience here. I have to admit the two o'clock service was glorious. Jesus has already given us glory to go to glory in. Yeah, we have glory one of these days, but friend, we have glory right now because Jesus prayed that we would have it. Hallelujah. And Paul stated that we had a position in the heavens already. In Ephesians 1 and 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Where? In heavenly places in Christ. Colossians 3 and 1, If ye then be 
be risen with Christ. Seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. Listen, our need is to enjoy our position in Christ. Amen. God wants some happy warriors. Amen. I didn't say a bunch of warriors. Amen. Warriors are not happy people. And I'll tell you, worshiping warriors can be a happy bunch. They can go to battle with a joy in their soul. Why? I'll tell you why. Because God takes pleasure in his people. I'll tell you why. Because God beautifies the meek with salvation. I'll tell you why. Because God gives us glory to go to glory in. Oh, yes. Amen. David was joyful. Amen. In the Old Testament that he danced for joy. I think in the New Testament we can have a holy dance as well. Amen. If the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he ran and outran some chariots, I'll tell you, I believe the hand of God can come on us to run and worship and praise the holy name of the Lord. If they shouted with a loud voice in the book of Psalms, then surely we who are on this side of the cross and resurrection and the day of Pentecost can most definitely lift up our voices and give God the praise. Hallelujah. David said he was so joyful. Amen. That he could actually sing with joy on his bed. Now, in Psalm 149 and 3, it says, Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and heart. Yeah, that's good. But here David said he could sing on his bed. Now David had prayed in Psalm 6 and 6. He says, I am weary with groanings all the night. Make I my bed to swim. I'll water my couch with tears. But God took him from that place of weeping in the night to worshiping in the night. And friend, it may be night for you right now. And I believe God in your battle that you're going through can all of a sudden turn it around to where that you can be worshiping worshipers at night instead of weepers at night you could be worshipers at night this is a battle for our mind and our soul and for our spirituality around here and I think the atmosphere has to change in somebody's life and the way you gotta do it is take a, a warfare example and say I'm gonna let the high praises of God be in my mouth and a two edged sword in my hand I'm gonna praise him in a highway I'm going to take the truth of God's word I'm going to take the spirit of the Lord and I'm going to lift up God because he deserves to be lifted up brother Russell Cheek a lot of times will say if you're waiting on when to worship wait until God's worthy and then worship you get the point God is worthy to a time to worship, my friend. Glory to God. It says the high praises of God. The high praises of God. I don't know exactly how to measure this high praise of God. I'd like to be able to do it, though. I feel as though that I've done it from my heart at times. But I do know this, and I, I don't know if this applies. Uh, amen. But I was, I, 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 I've been around 
the rivers like the Mississippi in different places and they have a measurement of their of their times when that their flood stage amen and the high water mark is up there and sometimes uh, I, I even back home in our in one of our areas there's a river and you can go in a restaurant that's near a river and when it was flooded it'll say it was up to here this is the high water mark when this restaurant was flooded amen and I don't know I don't know these high praises of God need to reach a certain high water mark we need to get up there amen to where that God is lifted up and the spirit of the Lord is a moving upon our soul and so I say listen it's time for us to get that high level praise amen let's make a mark glory to God from the back to the front from each side for the glory of God to fall down in this place Amen. Listen, I've seen it where the church was joyful about God and sinners prayed through. I've seen it where people was worshiping God. Amen. And folks got healed. I want to ask you, how many have been encouraged when you worship God? Hallelujah. How many got baptized in the Holy Ghost when you worship God? Hallelujah. Woo. Glory be to Jesus. I'm telling you it's time for us to get the high level mark. Let the high praises of God be in our mouth and a two-edged sword in our hands. Amen. Could you say hallelujah here tonight? Could you say it from your heart? Could you say thank you Jesus? Could you say praise God? Are you starting to feel any better right now? Glory to God. Amen. Is there something starting to bring? Amen. Has God ever done anything good for you? Has he brought you out of sin? Has he healed your body? Has he baptized you in the Holy Ghost? I'll tell you what. A high God like that needs high praises. Has he ever helped you win a battle? Amen. I'll tell you, a God that's that's high, amen, needs to be lifted up high. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. As thy name is, so shall thy praise be. We need to come up to where God is. That's what happens when we're worshipers at war. We come up to where he is. He's high. He ought to be lifted up high. Woo! You can praise your way out of that valley. You can worship. You can worship till you really believe healing's for you. You can worship till the Holy Ghost comes on you and refills you. Yeah, go ahead and obey the Lord, sister. Everybody else obey the Lord too. Because I'm telling you, Amen. We're at war. We're at war. No, tanks are not rolling down our streets. But there's a spiritual battle. And the devil wants your worship. If he can't get it, amen, he'll hinder you from doing it. Because he knows how powerful it is. Amen. You want to win the battle? Amen. You need to bring up some things. Bless 
the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Yeah, the devil wants you to forget them. But it's time you remember right now, forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth? Forgiveth? Who forgiveth? Who forgiveth? Who forgiveth? All thine iniquities. Who healeth? Thy diseases. We're at war. I feel the atmosphere changing. Anything's possible right now. Anything. Amen. The devil's not in control of your mind right now. I hope he's not. Amen. Who's in control of your mind when you're praising God? The devil don't have your heart when you're worshiping. Who's got your heart when you're worshiping? The devil don't have you doubting. Amen. No. When you're worshiping, you're believing. Yeah, he's not got you hopeless if you've got a God that's bigger than any problem you got. I want you to know right now, amen, you need hope. You need faith. And this is a battle for our mind. It's a battle for our faith. It's a battle for the lost. And we need to lift up the Savior. We need to lift up the healer. We need to lift up the baptizer and the Holy Ghost. tried it, tried this and that and other. Why don't you try worship? Come on up here right now. Come on up here. Woo. Come on right now. Step on out. I'm going to try worship. I'm going to tell the truth on God until I'm starting to feel God. Hallelujah. I'm going to get a little distracted from how big my devil is and get to talking about how big my God is. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm tempted to do it again. I did it last night. Seemed like it just feels right to do it again. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. And shout unto God. Not with defeat, but with a voice of triumph. We're not defeated in this battle. 
We're not intimidated. Our God's a great God. He deserves high praises. I'm telling you, God could heal a dozen people right now while people praise him. God could baptize 20 people while people are praising him. God could save six people right now while we're lifting up the Savior. Oh, let's lift him up. Oh, I need some singers to come up here. I tell you, whatever need you have, my God can meet your need. Hallelujah. If you're struggling with holiness, lift up this holy God. Amen. Let him sanctify you. Come on up here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you're sick, I want you to lay your hand, one hand on you, and I want you to raise the other hand and give God the praise for being a healer. Praise Him for being a healer. Praise Him for being a healer. I said lift Him up for being a who healeth all thy diseases. Would you all come on up here a little closer? There's people trying to come up so they can... Have a little more room here. Oh, God bless you. Hallelujah. Woo. God is a healer, I said. Let's tell the truth on God. God is a healer, I said. How to baptize you in the Holy Ghost right now. God will refill you with the Holy Ghost right now. I've been going through a battle in my mind. It's time to win the battle by lifting the Lord up right now. Sinner friend, we hadn't forgot you. Backslider, we hadn't forgot you. If you're a backslider and you're missing what these people are feeling up here, it's time for you to step out and come up here, pray through, and become one of those worshipers, knowing that God's pleased with you. Amen. Knowing that God's grace is on you. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, if you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, come on up here. Come on. You need a miracle, come on up here. Lift up the Lord. Oh, glory. Oh, this whole, this whole congregation from the back to the front can be a bunch of worshiping warriors right now. I like for everybody that would come up here. If you want to worship the Lord, there's still room. Amen. Come on, let's lift up Jesus just a little bit higher while they're singing right now. Oh, glory to God. Well, what would happen if we had two or three that would get together and would just agree? Oh, tell me what would happen if we got in one accord? We would see the power of our resurrected Lord. Tell me what would happen if we had two or three 
that would get together and would just agree. Oh, well, what would happen if we got in one accord? We would see the power of our resurrected Lord. 120 gathered into the upper room. They knew that the promise would be coming very soon. Well, and they got in one mind and in one accord. The power came from heaven that was promised by Lord. And tell me what would happen if we had two or three that would get together and we just oh, tell me what would happen if we got in one accord. We would see the power of our resurrected Lord. Well, from the upper room, they took it to the streets, telling the good news to everybody they knew. Miracles and signs were following them. The Holy Ghost and power had filled them to the well, Tell me what would happen if we had two or three that would get together and would just agree. Oh, tell me what would happen if we got in one accord. We would see the power of our resurrected Lord like the day of Pentecost. There's doubters all around saying we don't need that old time way. New way we have
120 gathered into the upper room. They knew that the promise would be coming very soon. Well, as they got it one night and in one accord, the power came from heaven that was promised by us. Tell me what would happen if we had two or three that would get together and would just agree. Telling the good news to everybody they did.